0: Log Talk Radio. Good
1: evening, everyone. This is Marcia Patterson on the D Hour Network. I just want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. I hope all is well. For my guests that are listening, I'm excited to have Letitia Jones back. She is we call her Chef L. Jones. She's a certified nutritional counselor and coach with Raw Foods. Letitia and I have been knowing each other for many, many years, and we have done things collectively together in supporting each other in um, workshops and various other things, even just as moms and grandmas. Well, I'm the grandma. She's just the mom, but just supporting <laughs> each other in so many ways. Letitia, I am so grateful to have you on my show, girl. Thank you for being with me today.
2: Well, you know, anytime we get together, it's always a good conversation. So this time we're just going to include everybody else in on the conversation. How about that?
1: I love it because Titian and I, we come together, like I said, as, um, as moms. Um, spiritually, we come together to pray and support each other, um, reading the Bible, supporting each other with our learning and our teaching. And that's one thing I love about her because she's like myself. She's a sharer. She loves to get information. She loves helping people. Um, that is her energy. She has a real good energy that people gravitate to her and just pull off of her. And that's how I met her. When I, I think I met you through Misha. and you when did. I connected, I'm always, I was always calling and pulling on her. She said, "Girl, what you want? What you want? What you want?" But I was always picking her brain. So we learned to pick each other's brains and take what we learn and and share with each other to share with the masses of people that she does with Raw Some Food and what I do with Yesterday's Kitchen for today. So I'm really excited because tonight I think it's very important that she's going to be covering about um, disease uh, from the emotional side and how uh, emotional connections to our sickness affects us. So we're going to take a little break to open up your heart. This is a song by Ilana, uh, Ilana Adams called Open Up Your Heart. So I want my listening audience to open up their heart to receive this great information that can be healing physically as well as spiritually. And we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Of disappointing you, so I need to talk to you and ask.
1: a healing song, and healing of the heart is so much needed in our nation, and our country, in our communities, and even in our homes. And I just want to remind our listening audience that For Your Help blog talk show is here to bring great information about healing physically, spiritually, and emotionally, because all three is so important for us to heal and to be a whole person. And my previous guests have all come in from cancer, from mental, emotional, healing. And there's healing. There's healing at the table, depending on what table we're eating from. So without further ado, I just want to give Letitia the floor for her to kind of first remind our listening audience, for those who haven't taken time to listen to my previous blog talk, because she's been on a couple of them, uh, who Letitia is, her missions, her goals. And what put you there um, to do what you do?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, Let's see. I started my business the same time you did, Marsha, in 2006. And some things are born on purpose, and some things are born out of adversity. And I was a very sick person um, before then. I had been diagnosed with many things um, growing up and throughout my life, but the first thing was, Um, eyesight when I was a small child, um, second grade, could not see. Um, I would sit at the front of the class and I would get teased because I was the teacher's pet. And I, it wasn't that at all. I just couldn't see the board. (laughs) So that was the first thing. Um, Then later in life I was diagnosed with uh, tonsils. My tonsils were removed as a teenager. Um, It was a pretty, Simple um, surgery, but I ended up getting a little bacteria and all kind of things happen from that, and it spiraled out of control. Um, but through, uh, one of the most major things I was diagnosed with was cancer—pre-cancer um, cells growing in my uterus—and I thought, how is it that someone who tries to eat clean, pray, spend time in their Word, how is it that I get diagnosed with a disease like that? So that when you when you are facing a crisis it makes you do two things you either crumble or you turn to the king of kings and that's what I did Um, and I spent a lot of time reading searching the word about healing I found every verse I could find about healing and why did I do that because I wanted to remind my father that I knew his word and I knew that he could perform his word in my life and that the stories that are in the bible were not just stories that I read about but I want it to be a living testament, living testimony. So, um, fast forward, at the age of 35, I decided to, my birthday present to myself, Marsha, was to write down every single thing that was wrong with me, because I figured 35 is about half time. So, I started <laughs> a list, I just numbered my paper. Oh, you laugh, because you know this story. I numbered my paper one through 35, right? And so I put things like, you know, I'm a little overweight, you know, after having five babies and then later six, number six came along. So I'm a little overweight. I need to get back to my high school weight. And then I wrote down things like, wait a minute, I'm starting to see age spots. You know, Um, I'm starting to now my hair is falling out in the back. And I just, just wrote the list, right? And I got to number 35 and the list kept going. And so when I got to 36, 37, I had a meltdown. I actually just cried and I said, "I'm 35 and I'm already falling apart. What is 55 going to look like?" And here I am. I will be 54 this year, and actually 54 looks better than 35. Um, because okay. I decided to take I decided to pause, hit the pause button and figure out what was I doing wrong. And, um, I was eating everything back then I would eat from the I, I ate every part of that pig from the snout all the way to the tail. It <laughs> didn't matter right and yep, I decided yep. I, I you know I got that revelation, okay, I need to change my eating right so here it is uh age thirty five I go next door to my neighbor. She was ten years older than me, but she looked ten years younger than me, so I wanted to know wow. her secret right. So so she said, I'm a vegetarian. So I thought, you know what? I'm an all or nothing girl. I'm a vegetarian. Now, keep in mind, I had just cooked pork chop for dinner, okay? But I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> so I walked back in the kitchen. I ate my last piece of pork chop because, you know, we can't waste food, right? There are people starving <laughs> in Africa. So yeah. I sat there and I ate that pork chop. And you know what? God has a sense <laughs> of humor because he was like, oh, you're going to declare you're vegetarian, but you're going to come home and eat the pork chop. I was sick as a DOG. I was sick as a dog for like three days. I had the worst case of food poisoning. I keep in mind I'm the one that cooked it. I had the worst case of food poisoning in <laughs> my life. It was coming out of every part of my body. It was so bad until my children, they were being so sweet. They were like, Mommy, are you okay? I had the bathroom door closed and they stuffed towels on the outside so that the smell wouldn't come out in the hallway. It was bad. So I was <laughs> stuck in my bathroom for about three days. And then I came out and declared I was a vegetarian. Hello, because there was nothing else inside of me. So that was my journey to changing my eating. Yeah, I did. I had a cleanse. So um, that that started my journey to eating healthy. That pork was
1: the last thing for me, too, because when I decided to make some changes with my diet, the first thing I let go was the pork. And the mm-hmm. last part of that part was the bacon. The pork chops, all those stuff, I had no problem. But I love me some right. bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. That was my <laughs> favorite. When I couldn't figure out what I wanted to eat at night or wasn't really hungry, that satisfied mm-hmm. me so well was that bacon, lettuce, and tomato. And that bacon was the hardest thing to let go. But when I did, it made a big change. And then you start making more changes gradually. Mm-hmm. Some people... And just go in there and just do everything at one time, one swing, it's over with. No, Mm -hmm. not like you. It's a gradual thing. Okay, I'm going to let this go, then I'm going to let this go, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let this go. And I was just making slowly, making some change. But to my listening audience, Marsha is not vegetarian. I just want to make sure (laughs) what I eat is real. Grass Mm fed cow that's in the sun. I just make sure I mm-hmm. do all that. But I do know vegetables and fermenting and all that kind of stuff is so important for our diet. But
0: mm-hmm. we
1: know that eating is so important.
2: But that pig, I had to share about the pig too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that pig has a stronghold <laughs> on a lot of <laughs> Well, after I decided <laughs> to overnight to be vegetarian, right, I'm going to take it. I started mm-hmm. feeling so much better. Um, One of the things that I noticed immediately is I would eat something. um, I always say the three white things, right? White flour, white sugar, white salt. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's white, you know, in my classes I used to say this until one time I got in trouble, Marsha. I said, if it's white, it ain't right. And I looked Uh at my audience and I thought, I can't say that anymore. (laughs) So I was referring to the three things, the sugar, the flour, the salt. But um, I let go of all the things in my diet that were white and processed first. Then I was feeling so much better. Um, my, I would eat a meal of white rice, and I would go to sleep, and I couldn't wake up. I could hear my children playing around me, but I couldn't get up, and I couldn't move, and that's not good. Um, and that's mm-hmm. when they diagnosed me with diabetes. I was pre-diabetic. And I went in, and I said to my doctor, I said, well, you know, my numbers say I'm pre-diabetic. What does that mean? And he was very honest with me. He said, that means you're not sick enough for me to give you medicine yet. And I thought, well, I don't want to be sick, so what can I do? And he says, well, medicine is for when you are sick. I can't tell you what to do to stay well. And that was one of my defining moments. Oh, yeah. He told me, he said, medicine is for when you are sick. I cannot tell you what to do to be well. And I decided at that moment, I had to, in the movie, um, it's called Shawshank Redemption, my favorite movie. Um, In the movie, Morgan Freeman said, and you remember this, right? You got to what? Get busy living or get busy dying. I was actually dying. Um, I was walking dead. So when they diagnosed me with the diabetes, I thought, okay. Immediately, the first step I did was fire the doctor because if he's going to tell me he can't help me until I'm sick, then that's too late, right? So I fired him. I never went back. I was like, you're crazy. Um, You're not going to send flowers to my funeral. You're not going to even attend. So why am I letting you tell me how to lead the rest of my life? So overnight, I do everything overnight, but I decided to pull out all these books, and I was going to go back to school and study food and nutrition, and I did and I changed my eating, changed my lifestyle, reversed the diabetes all 100%. Um, I am in excellent health now, and I can eat whatever I want. I just choose not to eat the crazy stuff. And so that is a testament that if you have not become addicted to the medication and made your organs lazy, then within that first three to five years, you can reverse just about anything, just you have to do it slowly, methodically. You didn't get diabetes overnight. So, of course, you're not going to change it overnight. But let not that um, not be your excuse either not to do something to get started. So, for me, it was change the food. So, I changed the food. Um, I became a chef. And I wanted to take it a step further. So, then I went 100% raw. You remember when I did that? What would you say to me?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Girl. What
2: you, would you say I, to me I, when I told you I was raw?
1: I I told you by yourself, because I wasn't giving up all the meat all by myself.
2: <laughs> that way, I was exactly. Going. But yeah, yeah, you were I'm like, not going. you're like, okay, Letitia, I can follow you with the vegetarian. I can follow you with the whole food and the clean. Yeah. But okay, you're on your mm-hmm. own now. <laughs> <laughs> so I stayed I stayed raw for, I would say off and on for about seven or eight years. It was amazing. I could walk by people. Um, and tell them exactly what was going on with their body. I could, there were certain uh, diseases had certain smells to me. Um, And I think that was just because I was in a fasting state and I was just more connected to God and and I could hear clearly. But um, I remember a guy walked by me and everything about him smelled like sugar. I just smelled something sweet like a dessert. And I couldn't explain it. And I asked if he had eaten something and he said No. And I said, well, do you have diabetes? And he looked at me. You should see his eyes. They got really big. And he said, well, yes, I do. And that was my journey right there. I was like, oh, boy, I have this weird gift. So I started to teach people on how to reverse different diseases. But then it got a little further. Yes, it was just the eating and the exercise and the water and clean lifestyle. But what I found is they would work with me, they would get completely well, and then all of a sudden you check on them a year later and it's like, well, wait a minute, why are you back where you started? And that's when I found the connection between um, emotion, healthy emotions, healthy mindset, and also the physical. We're not just the physical being. So. We're mind, will, emotions. We're body, spirit, soul. And I started to, that was another aha. I started to treat the person like a triune being like they are. So right. fast forward again, um, diabetes, right? So let's go back. I always like to pick mm-hmm. at myself. I don't want to put anybody else on the hot seat, but diabetes. Let me read to you what it says about diabetes. I was so shocked because, of course, none of this is me, right? So here we go. (laughs) When you see that there is an emotional connection. So before I go over that, I want to read something I pulled today from Prevention Magazine. And it says, it is estimated that 90% of all physical problems have a psychological or physiological root. Now, that may sound a little exaggerated, 90%. Well, in fact, it's probably conservative because, really, I'm going to reach out on the limb and say a growing body of evidence has already indicated that virtually every disease, I call it dis-ease, it actually stems from whether it's acne or arthritis, headache or heartache, whether it's cold sores or cancer, every bit of it comes from emotions or mindset That is not right. Now, I know that's kind of bold for me to say that, but I'm actually going to prove it with my own self. Because Scripture says, if you don't have two or three witnesses, then that is how you prove a matter. And one of my favorite Bible verses um, is in 3 John chapter 2. It says, may you prosper and be in health and finish. Now, finish that for me. And be good. Mm-hmm. As I your
1: don't remember what? In the last part. As oh, as your yes,
2: you do. As, <laughs> as your soul prospers, yeah, you got it. So may okay, you I, prosper I, I, and be in good health as your soul prospers. So that led me to look at well, if if that's the case, so you look at the word and say, okay, if that's true, may you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Then there was something going on wrong in my soul, okay. So I looked at my mind, my will, and my emotions. Now, this is in relation to the diabetes. Here's what it says. When you are diabetic, you are judging yourself or you're judging someone else very severely. That was true because I was going through a very hard time with my mother and my father. Um, I grew up with a single mom. I had a lot of resentment toward my daddy because he was in the military. He was never at home. And so I wanted to have a family dinner. I'm 35 years old. I've never had a family dinner where my mother and father were in the at the same table with me. Okay? So I invited them both over to dinner. We sat down. I had this elaborate meal, and they argued the whole meal. <laughs> and I was so crushed. It was like, As a little girl, I dreamed about this day of my mom and dad sitting together and we having the little, you know, the Brady Bunch family, sitting there and having dinner and everything is wonderful. What was the worst day of my life? I cried for probably two weeks after that. But I realized that I had judged my parents harshly. Why couldn't they stay together? What was my mom's problem that my dad didn't want to marry her and just vice versa? So I judged their situation. And so a part of diabetes is judging other people severely. The other part way, um, of diabetes is you're disappointed in life. There's a huge disappointment. So here we are. I was disappointed. I had made um, choices in life that I was not happy about. Um, I had... Financially, I was going through a hard time, but I was also disappointed that I didn't have that perfect family mom-dad situation that everybody else grew up or, you know, my my friends were getting cars for their their high school graduation. I got a bill because I went off to college, and my mom was like, you have to find a way to pay for it yourself. And I had to figure my life out as a young adult, and no one actually there because she was struggling too, Okay. Um, so you're diabetes, saying? Again,
1: mm-hmm, go ahead. So what you're saying is your emotions, these mm-hmm. unchecked emotions, these emotions that does not uh, get uh, fed uh, or uh, nurtured, they trigger your mm-hmm. immune system within your body that can cause this habit throughout your body, depending on the trauma or the uh, the, the emotional stuff you're going through. Can affect different parts of your immune system, which is going to start affecting different mm-hmm. parts of your body. Is that correct?
2: That is true. That is correct. We are all and for 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 lack of a better word. I don't want to sound new agey because I'm not new age at all. Um, I believe in the most high, but we are all made out of energy. We're made out of stuff, energy. Correct. And we vibrate mm-hmm. on a certain vibration. So if my vibration is constantly resentment, anger, greed, all the negative emotions, then here it is, it's a cause and effect. Whatever I'm meditating and thinking upon, whatever I'm harboring in my heart, it has to manifest in a physical way. Why is that? We are body, soul, spirit. So when my body is out of whack, that's because something's going on wrong in my soul. So to get my attention, then I am going to have to manifest diabetes and so that I can wake up and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm not trying to manifest diabetes. Then I have to go backwards and figure out what wrong emotion led me down this pathway.
1: And even as a little child, and you think now, I think about today when we got this coronavirus and many of these children at home mm-hmm. with their parents, if the alcohol consumption is up 500%, their uh, family abuse <laughs> uh, family it is. abuse is up it is. 100% is up. So as a child, mm-hmm. you're taking in all these emotions that's negative and energy that's mm-hmm. going to affect them with their health just like yours did as a child, as a child into the adulthood. If those emotions mm-hmm. those emotions do not come in check to realize, I need to forgive, I need to love, or figure out what's going on. Because many times, who thinks to connect our emotions to our physical health?
0: Mhm, mhm.
2: If you're the kind of person who's always going off on people or you always want to go off on people, then that can manifest itself in high blood pressure because you're under pressure. you're a pot that's ready to go off any second, so now high blood pressure here we go, and you're you're like well, you know i I try to let the salt you know go. Well, you actually need salt. You just you're eating the wrong kind. Hello. But when the doctor takes Hello. you off of salt, you need salt. You can die from not having enough salt. So Hello. really, you need yes. to dig a little deeper.
1: And and I said that all the time in our previous blog talk. I've had Dr. Carter on and many people. You know, if they go back and listen to any of my previous blog talk, I tell you we need salt. That little girl with the umbrella only has two minerals. Our body needs 102 <laughs> minerals. So it's important for us to put those minerals. Back into our body so it can do what it's designed to do. But, like you said, you know, that book, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die, because you told me about that mm-hmm. book. And as I'm reading mm-hmm. that book and I'm looking at I can see my mom, my sister, my daughter. I'm like me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, OMG, this is crazy. Who can that book mm-hmm. be like? We are being. You can walk into a room with someone got negative energy. You can just walk in the house. You don't even know nobody, and you can feel the anger or the feel the tension mm-hmm. that's in that room, mm-hmm. and it will have an effect mm-hmm. on you. You know, your stomach may hurt. You feel, you know, uncomfortable. It's going to affect you.
0: Mm.
2: And, I and t- see now, and I we t- are t- in. We're under so much. We're under so much stress yeah. right now, and, and when I say we, I'm oh. saying we collectively. I I have a little Mm -hmm. cocoon. I don't allow stress in. But what I'm saying is we have people who have lost their jobs. We have people who Mm -hmm. are locked up um, as in on or they were on lockdown and you had to be in the house with people you thought you were family members and then all of a sudden you realize you didn't like them. (laughs) You know, it's like I had a a guy come to um, my, my job one day. It was too funny. He said, I'm at the grocery store because I don't want to be at home, and the grocery store is the only place that's open. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, these people are serious. This other um, lady came through. It was so cute. She was like, you know what? No, no, I'm sorry. It was another husband. I guess all the husbands were going to the grocery store that week. But the husband came through, and he said, "Um, I thought my wife was cooking all these years. And I just bust out left, and I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "She was coming here, getting it already done, like the rotisserie chicken, and the." And he was just, oh. basically, we, we we don't know who we're married to or who our children are because we're out there in school. But this shutdown made everybody sit still, and mm-hmm. I loved it because it allowed time to be, you know, inward and reflect and say, okay, what do I want to look like and do when I come out of this? But people are stressed. Um, I've mm-hmm. had people to say that they've decided to get divorces because they didn't like the spouse. Um, some of some of the spouses were frustrated because they couldn't get to the boo thing. I mean, it was just crazy just to see the different dynamics. The kids were being abused and fucked that. Now, I'm going to tell you, the first trend I saw in food was people were coming through getting survival food, okay? We got to get the beans, the rice. We got to get something that's going to last. Then the next wave of shopping was people coming in to get guess what? The sugar. Where do you think they came from? Yes, ma'am. How did you know? They came for junk food. <laughs> they were junkies. They needed a fix. <laughs> yeah. So I we saw had candy, potato chips, sugar, sugar,
1: sugar. Yes. yes. We went to Costco, and um, Martina said, we should go to Costco. No, we had everything we need, but she decided we want to go to Costco. And we go to Costco, okay. and we looked at the food line, and they had all the junk going. It's gone. And I said, look over at the fruits <laughs> and the vegetables. where It can help build oh, your there immune plenty. system up. They're, kill, they're eating food that's killing their immune system. And this COVID-19 yep. goes after people with weak immune system. I'm like, mm-hmm. we don't get it. And, you know, people mm-hmm. are so busy trying to take care of the outside, but it's the inward part of us.
0: And mm-hmm. even you're talking about the mm-hmm.
1: spiritual inwardness, I'm talking about the physical inwardness of building up your immune system, building up your emotions, mm-hmm. because your emotion does affect your immune system. And that's mm-hmm. the most sad thing about it is that we don't get that picture because we haven't been, t- well, the commercials and the television and everything else that's out here gives the opposite information. Mhm,
2: mm-hmm. When you are worried about how you're going to pay your mortgage, when you're worried about if you're going to have a job, you're worried about yeah. if you're going to contract the COVID-19 from somebody. I mean, all that stress, then you're, when you get home, you have no peace, um, that's a lot going on. And so a lot of times, I'm going to tell you some inside stuff that they won't tell you um, at the hospital, but one of my relatives, she shall remain nameless just in case she's on this phone call, but one of my relatives is actually a nurse, and she said that they were told um, when people come into the hospital, they were automatically put on do not resuscitate. Wow. And they were not told. They were not told that they were put on do not do not resuscitate, okay? And the family members were not given the option to say yes or no, and neither was the patient. So, think about wow. that kind of stress that if you're in the hospital, you're all alone. There's nobody there mm-hmm. with you cuz nobody can come in the room with you, okay? And Father forbid if you pass away, there's nobody there beside you. So now you got family members who are dealing with grief, dealing with the guilt, dealing with I wish I could have, should have. Um, then that's also affecting their immune system. And if they've got pre existing conditions, they're fearful. Um, so there's yeah. a lot going on. I I went back and I looked at some of my notes about um, just the vibration of the body as I was preparing for this call. A healthy person, you measure vibration by megahertz, okay, just like a radio station or an antenna. But a healthy person vibrates at about 55 megahertz. That's a healthy, happy person, you know, just living life, okay. But once stress hits you, sickness starts at about 40 megahertz. Okay. Sickness mm. or junk food or food that's been cooked too long and you're not eating fresh food starts about 40. Um, death actually starts to occur at 20. So think about that for wow. That's not a whole jump between 20 and 40. Um,
3: you no. Once
2: a person dies, they have enough energy, and a lot of us don't have enough faith for this, but they have enough energy still left in their body parts that someone could call them back from the dead. but we won't go there, but the body stays in a it, – it, energy never disappears. So if you're holding on to raw emotions and not dealing with them properly, it's manifesting or turning into disease because energy never dissipates. Even when you die, your energy transforms into another form. So Correct. the easy thing is to deal with the issue. But do you know how how many people are in denial? They say, well, I'm okay oh, yeah. Or, I mean, you walk through or and you ask people, well, how are you under. doing? Mm-hmm. And if you bury it, it's still not going to disappear because it's energy.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's going to manifest yeah. and just come up. But I think one thing about um, what's going on now and being disconnected from a loved one. Um, I remember when my uncle uh, Raymond was passing away, and I'm not one to go visit a lot of people when they're dying. That's just me. I would see them in the hospital mm-hmm. when they or when it's looking more healthy, but when they're at that stage to go, I really don't like to be around there. So my mom mm-hmm. convinced me to go. I went. Mm-hmm. And when I got into his room, he was in the hospice, went into his room. My aunt was sitting next to the phone talking to her son who was trying to come to be in Milwaukee for his for his dad. She said, well, the doctor just uh-huh. said he ain't going to live long, so he may not only be here. And I said, he can hear you. Oh, he can't hear me. Yes, he can. He's in a coma, but uh-huh. he can hear you. So as I'm looking uh-huh. in the news and looking at these people being disconnected from their family, all they're hearing is the beeping, the beeping, the sound of the hospital, the uh-huh. nurses. We have no clue what they're saying because those emotions, they, they're afraid. So their fear mm-hmm. is walking in on on these patients because these doctors and nurses are fearful of this, and you, we, mm-hmm. they, we never know what they're saying. Someone is hearing this, and, and even though it seems like they're out of it, but they're still there. their body mm-hmm. and their spirit is mm-hmm. hearing a lot of this, and their loved ones mm-hmm. are not knowing, so many of them become you know they grief, they got grief, and like you said, they're in shock, many of them are in shock and denial mm-hmm. about what's really happening. Anxious, anxious to be there, but they can't be there because they're in in distress. Then they become angry, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, to the Mm -hmm. point of sadness, and they find themselves in a point of sadness where they don't know how to pull themselves out of that sadness, or that sadness tends to encompass them and blanket them. Suicide is up. Mm -hmm. So we need to know these emotions has a profound effect not just on the loved one that's in the hospital, but also for his family But members. the ones
2: that are at home. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. here is another connection that most people would not know unless you studied this for years. But, okay, so we're talking about the coronavirus, we're talking about COVID-19, and it affects the lungs, obviously. Well, Girl. grieving also grieving also affects the lungs. So when a person mm-hmm. is grieving, so let's say, you lost someone to this disease, okay? And there's a lot of controversy on whether or not it's man-made and government-made, and, you know, we could go into a long field about that, but just stick with the fact of now you've been diagnosed with this. It affects the lungs. So does grieving. So your loved yes. ones at home may then be exposed to it because they're grieving for you. So it's an endless cycle and then somebody says, "Wait a minute, we got to do something different here. Um, but I, I didn't want to just share the problem, which is, is huge, but also the answer, and I feel like that's what I'm called to do tonight is to share the answer. What is it that you do when you're overwhelmed with all these emotions? Because negative thinking, negative emotions, and unhealthy food, all three of those produce the same thing in the body, and that is acid. Amen. The body becomes acidic, and when the body is acidic and not alkaline, it is a breeding ground for disease.
1: And we're going to come back on that. And after this break, I just want to remind our listening audience, you with the D Hour Network for Your Health with Marsha Thaddeuson and Letitia with Rossum, and we'll be right back.
4: Just need to testify to somebody next to him. Tell him I'm strong. I'm wise.
0: I'm
4: better. I wish I had some help here I wish I had just two or three people that would just declare it I love to encourage myself, sometimes I just look in the mirror and say, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I am better, so much better. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realize I made it because I had you to hold on to, but I never. I never could have made it without you, yeah, 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 mommy. oh, I could come almighty, never would have made it, never would have made it, never could have made it. And one more time. Need one more time. Everybody stay with me.
0: Never
4: oh.
1: Never All right, you're back with the Be Hour Network. This is your host, Marcia Patterson. My guest is Letitia Jones. She is Chef L, certified nutritional coach for Rawson Food. And tonight we're talking about disease, the emotional connection to sickness. Letitia, before you uh, continue on what you were explaining for the break, I have a caller on. Caller, introduce yourself. You are talking with Letitia Jones from Rawson. Welcome, caller.
2: Hello, Chef Al. My name is um, Tamara Gray, and I hey, am so grateful to talk about this subject. Thank God for you.
0: Mm. God is good.
2: He gave you that gift. <laughs> um,
0: oh, I'm in the Pennsylvania
2: you. area, and I live with my mom. And there's three sort of chronic—I don't want to say chronic. I'll say health challenges that manifest um, for us. And mm-hmm. I wanted to know what emotions tied to each one. So, one we battle mm-hmm. with for years is weight gain. Like you know, fluctuations, large fluctuations sometimes in weight, but uh, holding on to weight. Um, Mm -hmm. high cholesterol and Mm -hmm. um, my mom developed a goiter so uh, she's been taking medications for uh, her thyroid so Mm -hmm. I work for a pharma company it's not good to take medications over time so we want to transition off of any medication in the house and um, Mm -hmm. so we want to know what emotions are tied to these three um, health challenges so weight gain High cholesterol mm-hmm. and a goiter or thyroid. I'm assuming hyperthyroidism. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Those are really, really good, and I'm glad you called. So thank you, because a lot of people suffer with the weight as well as the thyroid. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, to just today I found out one of my loved ones is um, suffering from thyroid as well. So awesome mm-hmm. question. I will dive in and start. This way, I'm gonna ask the question of you. Which one was she okay. diagnosed with first? Uh,
5: well, which
2: the other showed we... up first? Was it cholesterol or the goiter showed up first? Mm. And then the cholesterol. Okay. All right. So goiter, cholesterol, and then of course the weight gain because now the thyroid is the uh, one mm-hmm. that affects metabolism. So so now you've got the weight gain. Okay. So good. Now, the second question, and this is exactly how I work with my clients, so I'm glad we're doing this live. The second question I okay. would ask is um, thyroid. When she was diagnosed with thyroid issues, what was going on in her life at the time? So tell her to think back for me. Um, I go told for
5: surgery. Back surgery, and I had a reaction to the monogram. Okay. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Not the monogram. The iodine, in the the, iodine okay. and the. Okay.
5: So mom And my- while they were trying to figure out why I uh, reacted to the test, they discovered mm-hmm. the.
2: So my mom um, had back problems. She and my dad actually had had back problems. She went in for Mm -hmm. um, surgery and gave her um, a myelogram and put iodine into her system. She's allergic to iodine, Mm. um, Mm. shellfish. So when Mm -hmm. um, they went to to address the iodine issue, they found the the goiter.
5: And that was Mm. probably what, 20 20
2: 20, 30 years ago? wow, wow, that's amazing. Because she went in for one thing and then found out something totally different. It's a good thing we did. We're glad you're still here with us, because that could have turned into something, um, you know, very, very serious. So let's mm-hmm. go to the thyroid, okay? Listen to this, yeah. and I want you to tell me whether or not, just think back that time period that you were diagnosed with the Gorder. If any of these things were going on in your life, okay? And You don't have to share the details with the audience because you do have people listening, but just tell me whether or not you think these were going on in your life. So here are the emotions connected to that. Ready? And some of them are pretty tough, so um, don't shoot the messenger now. (laughs) All right, so the first one is a a lack of discernment, a lack of discernment. Usually that means that you have people around you who are taking, 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 or you are you don't know how to say no. Um, but a lack of discernment, not having good judgment about some things. I'm gonna give you a pause and see what you think about that one. I don't think so. I
0: mean, my okay.
2: mom, to be honest, I'm. She's always been a giver. Well, actually, actually, I need her to answer. Okay, okay. The only reason I say that is because moms don't tell you everything. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I'm thinking. All right. right. All right. Then let's go to the next one because I have five. So usually one of them kind of hits, but we'll see. The next one is a deep sense of frustration or anxiety. Not now, but think back to then. I'm
5: thinking then. I'm thinking about the time I was scheduled for surgery and um, what was happening with me at that particular time. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say no. I, you know. Okay.
2: Then the other one is fear. Uh,
5: Again. I am going to have to say no.
2: Okay. And then lack of love for yourself. <laughs> I don't think about
5: that one. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Now, a lack of love for yourself doesn't mean that you're doing something harmful to yourself. It may be running, 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 and not resting. Um not exercising and taking care of yourself on a personal level, not necessarily something like, hey, I do drugs or anything bad like that, but it's just not doing the self-care. How's was the self-care back then? Uh, I was
5: walking five miles a day. I was working. I, I you know, I'm, I, I Uh, I can't think of anything that I should have been doing that I wasn't doing at that time for me okay. because I was in the situation I was working and uh, I was in a situation where which kind of dictated that I do the best I can for me kind of thing. That you know, And it wasn't that I had pressure. It's just that it was something I wanted to do. It had become a part of me. My life. Mm. Okay. So
2: tell me, at that time, how was home life? It was good. Okay. And how was work?
5: Work was good. I was in a okay. position that I enjoyed. And I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing or what I wanted to do at that time. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm being honest. I have yeah, I'm thinking back, time,
1: mm-hmm. and
5: it was probably. I have um. If
1: you don't mind, Letitia, I would like to ask a question. Were you married at the time, or are you married with the time that you was having, or dating? Any emotional things with relationship with a man or uh, other people?
5: I was married.
1: <laughs> okay, and was that a good thing? I had was a that merit. a good stuff? Oh, okay. That's okay. Reason? Okay, good.
2: Now, you. I noticed you said you were married. Well, my husband passed uh, two or three mm-hmm. years ago.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. But
2: okay. and then, so what? at the time in the relation, and at the time in the relationship, everything was fine.
0: Yes. Okay. okay.
2: Now, here's what. Um, it, this is the very last one, and actually this is the one that pegs it for you. There It says uh, conflict between conscious and subconscious. Okay? Let me explain that. You're consciously, everything's fine. Subconsciously, everything's not fine. And when the two don't match, they cause thyroid issues because your thyroid is your regulator for your whole body. It's your thermostat. So I don't know if you've ever been in a car where the thermostat is not working. Have you ever experienced that? Yes, I have. Okay. And you are driving the car, and the car can run hot. And you're like, wait a minute, I just got down the street. Why is it running hot already? Okay. That's what the thyroid does for the body. It keeps the body from running hot or running cold, and it's a regulator. So the conscious and the subconscious, they are both regulators as well. So in other words, if subconsciously you are feeling one way, but consciously you're operating in another way in your awake life and there's no harmony there, it affects and it disrupts the thyroid. So even though every single thing that we talked about, you checked off and said, okay, everything's fine, everything's fine, It's the subconscious that most of us aren't even aware of, and that's playing the recorder in the background, and that's what's actually controlling and ruling our life, ruling our emotions, ruling everything about us, that subconscious mind is in charge, whether we know it or not, and I'm going to give you an example, okay, because... I could take a little bit more time with you and then I could dig a little bit deeper but usually when I'm working with clients I have them to do a timeline they tell me what was going on in their life consciously and then we start talking a little bit deeper and I find out oh my gosh I had just gotten promoted for a job but I didn't feel like I was qualified to do the work in other words they promoted you but deep down inside the person was fearful that they couldn't perform they're like man I've gotten this great promotion. I have more money now than ever before. But deep down inside, I'm feeling insecure like I can't pull it off. That is a conflict of conscious and subconscious. Um, I was at a stage, and this is just personal, I was at a stage where I was making money, think life was good. But every quarter, In October, I would do something crazy, and I would forget to pay a bill, and it would snowball, and then it was fees, late fees. It was always October. That was the only time I had. And then I realized something. I sat back one day, and I just prayed. I was like, Father, show me what's really going on in my subconscious. Why is it that I sabotage myself in October? You know why? You probably have no clue why because that was close to the end of the year, and I had set a financial goal at the end of the year I wanted to make. So if in October, which is the last quarter of the year, you screw up your finances, then you're, you're catching up to the eight ball for the last quarter of the year, and I would never hit my goal. Now, why was that? So I had to go a little further. Why was that? Because at the time, I was making more than my spouse, and I never wanted to intimidate him. So do you see how my conscious, which was, I want to make this mount, and my subconscious weren't agreeing because I thought it was going to cause turmoil in my house. So I never reached my goal because I sabotaged it in October. Does that make sense? It's crazy. It is. It's kind of (laughs) crazy, actually. But that's what I mean when I say conflict of conscious and subconscious, where you're doing your thing, but deep down inside there's something else that's driving you. So um, that's where the thyroid issue is. And guess who had a thyroid issue? I did. My thyroid was not regulating, and I was always cold, always cold. Even in the middle of summer I was cold. And they diagnosed me with Graves' disease. And I said, nope, Graves' disease sounds like death to me. So I had to get by myself and actually start doing the deeper work. So you saw it took, okay, fine, I've got this. Now where is it coming from? And I, like you, went and looked at the list and went, I'm not going through any of that. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, but what about the conflict of your conscious and your subconscious? And I went, oh, I think you got me. And that's when I went to the healing process. So now that you shared that, I'm going to share with you the next step, which is the healing process, which is where I usually go with my um, clients that I work with. And this was a kind of hard one because it's putting you on the spot, and I never want to do that. I want to respect you for that. And thank you for being my guinea pig today. But um, when you find the root, okay, so let's say the root in this case is the conscious and the subconscious conflict the first thing you have to do is acknowledge it because until you acknowledge the giant in the room or the elephant in the room, it's not going anywhere. So we have a triune body. We have a mind, will, and we have emotion, okay? So our mind, once our mind is made up, that's, that's the direction we're going. So the first thing I do is I work with a person's will. The will is the gatekeeper, so when you choose something, that's the gatekeeper. That's which way we're going as well. So it's in order. So we have the gatekeeper, which is the wheel. We have the feelings and the emotions, which are kind of like the rudder. They actually determine how the speed in which you get someplace. And then we have the mind. The mind says, okay, this, this is my reality. So I'm going to take this one, subconscious consciousness. I would have um, you to say, I choose. And I want you to say this with me. I choose. I choose. To have my conscious and subconscious agree.
5: To have my conscious and subconscious agree.
2: Yes. And so what happens over the next couple of days is all of a sudden you start seeing conflict. You're like, wait a minute. I'm saying this, but I'm thinking this. And it just, it's so clear to you once you have chosen to actually listen to what's going on inside of your mind and your will and your emotions. Okay, so secondly, I feel, I feel, I feel, your turn, the shift and my subconscious and conscious are now in 100% agreement.
5: My... I feel the shift, and I I feel the shift. And now my conscious and, and subconscious. my my subconscious, and conscious, and conscious. are fully aligned. Mhm. Are fully aligned.
2: aligned. They okay. are fully aligned. aligned. Mhm. Mhm. Very good. And then the last one is the mind. Because the scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever you're thinking is your reality. So what you do next is you say, I am in full alignment with my conscious and subconscious. In full alignment. In full alignment with my conscious and subconscious. And subconscious. There you go. And so now, simple as that. What happens is now every cell in your body is responding, even right now. Your DNA and RNA have messages encoded on them. And what happens is when I'm working with someone, the first thing I do is I usually do a series of essential oils and I put them on the person. Why is that? Because certain oils, they stop the negative transfer of information in your brain long enough for me to go in and work with you. And then when we're done, it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. Um, I had a client one time who had been raped. She was raped by her father, her uncle, and her grandfather. Hello. That is a lot, okay? And she grew up to actually be a writer. She's a well-known writer now. I won't say her name. But she started to – she writes adult novels, Okay. So you would think someone who's raped, now they're writing adult novels. Why? Because that was a way of expressing herself, Um, yes. But she said to me one day, she said, I want to – I wish my grandfather was alive. And I said, why is that? She said, so that I could take my nails and claw his eyeballs out one at a time. And I was like, wow, that's kind of harsh. Well, she was holding all of the anger – and resentment because he took away her virginity. When we walked through this process, one of the things that she, her manifestation was breast cancer. One of the things that she did was she had to walk through and forgive a long list of folks. And I, I, it was amazing to watch. It was absolutely amazing to watch. It was like such peace was over her. And she says, I cannot believe this. She said, I have walked around with this for years, and I feel so light. I feel so free. Um, another incident was another woman who had breast cancer as well. And, and once again, it was connected to unforgiveness. She forgave all the people that had hurt her and because your breath next to your heart. Um, she forgave them. And this was the most awesome thing that ever happened to me. I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I do this, and I'm going to tell her what to do. She's going to do the protocol. She's going to go away, and then she's going to be healed. God reminded me that he was in charge, not me. And that woman was healed right there standing in front of me, and I cried all the way home from that appointment, and I remember saying to myself, I will never doubt you again. Because here I am thinking, This protocol, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, yeah, you know, you'll heal her. But he chose to heal her right in front of me because she chose to deal with all of the things in her subconscious that were not in agreement. And I thought that was the most beautiful thing. He still heals us today if we allow him and we surrender.
1: And, you know, Letitia, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and you have to speak life. And one of the books, um, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, and one another salt mm. book was a doctor. It was one doctor. I can't remember his name. He's out of Japan. He would take the word mm. love and write it on mm. water. What he would do, first he, Well water. First, let me back it up. First, he would say, I hate you. I don't love you. He mm. his name, and he taped it onto the water and froze the water, and when they... Looked under the fro the water that was frozen, thawed it out. It looked ugly, dark and sinister. It was ugly looking. Took the same water, said I love you, and spoke beautiful things. I forgive you, your life, and froze the water, thawed it out again, and looked under the microscope, and it was beautiful, like a crystal. It was. So the power of words and coming in alignment with it, because your thought process will have you thinking something else from your past, mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. line up to your present or where you want to be, and that's where the conflicts come in. You want to be this woman that looks like she got it all together, everything's good, and we can dress the outside up to make everybody think we mm-hmm. are so in order and we're so together. But internally... I- It's a fungus. There's something growing in us. I had um, Mm -hmm. Brenda Cobbs on my show from the Living Food Institute who was diagnosed Mm -hmm. with breast cancer um, and ovarian cancer. And you know Brenda. She sold the the business. But Mm -hmm. one of the protocols Jane Holmes was on here is they teach people about emotional forgiveness. All their cancer Mm -hmm. patients or people who have any illness, come through They're having to deal with their emotional baggage for taking you way back. Because a lot of times we mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. recognize that connection to that hurt that our grandfather or someone said to us when we was 5, 3, or even in the womb. But because inside the womb they can hear, babies can hear. So the power mm-hmm. of the tongue is so important. And we have to speak life to mm. ourselves and line that up with forgiveness because it, healing can't come unless forgiveness come in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, before um, we let this caller get away from us, I wanted to. She asked about cholesterol, so I will tell her that. That cholesterol is a conflict of belief as well. So here we are subconscious again, believing that I'm not supposed to be happy um, or denying yourself joy. And then the last one, which is weight gain, Um, I truly believe that having the thyroid out of balance caused the weight gain, but all of this started from the same root, and it is subconscious again. Um, Obesity is the inability to admit to yourself or others what you really desire. Or the inability to express true feelings or either stuffing the feelings and not being in contact with what you really, truly believe. So once again, it's so interesting that all three of these have to do with a conflict of the conscious and the subconscious. So I know that's quite a bit to kind of chew, especially in in a short time like this, but um, I just want to thank you for your honesty and for just coming forward because, the reason I'm on this call tonight is to be a blessing and to help someone, anyone, everyone, to find freedom.
1: And we want that today because with the COVID-19, many people are having these emotional issues. They're fearful. Um, you have people attacking each other if they're not six feet apart from them. And that's another thing I want to express this emotional um, – well, let me – before I do, uh, Tammy, do you guys have another question for her or you want some feedback or you want to share with us what you're thinking about what you just experienced?
5: Well, I want to thank Al for doing that. I, um, I never really made the connection between
2: my emotions and the, the physical things. For me, it's always been weight gain. Oh, God mm-hmm. is good. I, mm-hmm. I haven't had medications. I've never been in a hospital. God is good on that level. And mm. But I'm all with weight gain. And, I, again, I never I, – I figured out I was an emotional eater just because I would be stressed mm-hmm. and find myself in front of a <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: I never saw it as something I
5: need to dig into from a, an emotional standpoint, like I
2: need to dig deeper into, you know, why I, you know, why am I an emotional eater? Why is why I can't release, you know, this weight? Like I've tried different things, tried eating. I mean, the reason I asked this is because mm-hmm. I've tried diet mm-hmm. you know, made, you know, everything from extreme diets to like, you know, going alkaline based to you know things that are more naturally. Like our bodies basically are craving, and I, I notice a um, a difference in my energy levels. I do, so I'm I'm grateful that we made that step. But again, I can't. I've been having trouble shedding the weight and, and stress.
0: I, causes,
2: have you know,
1: I have a question. Burn. for you, Tammy. Sure. Tammy, I have a question. Are you premenopausal at this point? Were you getting the weight? Is it in I the know. middle and most. Of the-
2: it could be. I mean I've always struggled with my weight and my cycles mm-hmm. are very regular. They used to be really heavy, but now they're mm-hmm. um like like clockwork. Like I mean it's possible but okay. in my heart like I don't have children yet. So in my heart mm-hmm. I believe the Lord can do anything. And
5: mm-hmm. um And you
2: want so to I, you know I do. I do. I love paying okay. money. I'm Kids, I am drawn. Kids are drawn to me. You know, I'm part. You know, I have a very youthful spirit. So kids always think of me as a kid. Like my mom helps one of our friends with her two sons, and the youngest son basically equates me to him, and his parents mm-hmm. to my mom. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I have a,
2: you know, like he he always asks my mom, like, did she do this when she was. Like does Tammy have this toy? Does Tammy, you know, like? And he's six, so he sees me. He makes that equation, like, okay, you and I are the same, and my parents are like you're, 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 you're mom. <laughs> your, so, yeah, your, your, your mom. yeah, you spirit. So energy. I, I, I do
5: a yes, <laughs> so I do. That was a but good question. Know, Sorry, I, I, but, You know, hmm. um,
1: there's a few things that, that I would like to share with you, and I think I can, I have your number, Tammy, so we can connect off the air. Uh, about some okay. things mm-hmm. that I think we can connect with. But um, I really appreciate you calling because another thing, Letitia, with CMOS, I know CMOS helps a lot with the thyroid issues for people who um, have thyroid that doing the CMOS or the bladder wax. Um, okay, um, that is I'm for sorry. someone
2: with vertebral. a. Well, with that, you have to be very careful. Um, it is awesome for the thyroid. However, not for an overactive thyroid, it is great for an underactive thyroid. I'm, so you have to know the difference. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Because I, it know has it natural iodine in it. It has natural iodine in it. So if you have an overactive thyroid, it's going to push you over even further.
1: Gotcha. Okay. okay.
2: All right. So that's the good one. hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this hair loss. Like I have had, to, like the crown of my hair. It's starting to grow back in now that I have pills. But I feel like that's mm-hmm. emotional, too. Like, it's the crown of my hair, like, the
0: everything else,
2: the crown and, like, the edges of my hair have been a challenge. And I know this wow. is a challenge that I keep a lot. Like, I've, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos about, you know, mm-hmm. us losing our crown. Mmm. You know? Mm, Okay, so this one's pretty serious. So you don't have to answer this on the air, but I'm going to tell you what it says for Crown. You ready? Okay. (laughs) You're like, like, no. (laughs) No, I'm not ready, but here we go. So I'm not going to ask you any further questions. I'm just going to say what it is, and then I need you to go do some introspection. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. Not feeling worthy. not accepting yourself okay. in some particular area. Those are the only two for that. Okay. And not accepting yourself. Mhm. Okay. I mean, that makes sense to me, because like I said, I've always battled my weight, and it's people attacking mm-hmm. me. People who don't really have anything to do with my personal weight have said things that are really mm-hmm. inappropriate to me, like, some mm-hmm. I not So mm-hmm. in that way, i my weight is the one thing that people ask me for. Okay, so you know, like, this is how we're gonna, this is how we're gonna fight the enemy. So you ready? Mhm. Yes, I am. Okay, today's Amen. your today's your day. Today is your day. So I want you. Now this is gonna sound like the craziest thing that anybody could ever say for you to do, but I want you to do it. And I would love to hear uh, what happens. But I need okay. you to strip off everything, all the outer layers of clothes, by yourself, obviously, <laughs> in a private place. And I want you to look at yourself in a mirror, and I want you to say, I am worthy. But the first thing you have to do is, I choose to be worthy. Okay. And the second thing is, I feel worthy. And the last is, I am worthy. That is the layer that is holding. I choose to be worthy. I feel worthy. I am worthy. worthy. Now, why is it that I'm telling you to do that? Because that is what's holding the weight. The weight is a protective mechanism for you. It is like being wrapped in a blanket, except it's not a blanket. So you need to shed your protection, and that's why I say you need to do this in a private place where you are in your happy birthday suit, and it is looking in the mirror and just facing the fact, I am worthy, I choose to be worthy, I feel worthy, I am worthy. And you will start noticing immediately, you will start making different choices in what you eat, what time you go to bed, what you drink. Every single thing. Why? Because you are worthy. And people who are unworthy put food in their body that is unworthy. So if the subconscious is telling you you're unworthy, you do things to sabotage what you really want to do, which is to shed the weight. Would you so suggest you're that not do good, um, teacher, no, it you do this daily? No, it only takes one. It only takes one. It only takes one time. Because it's so, so raw and so real, I choose to be worthy. I feel worthy. I am worthy. Okay. Okay. And then the okay. other and one you, is I. And the other one is I choose to accept myself. So one is I choose to be worth worthy. That means worthy of the praise. Worthy of. The um, size that I'm asking for. Then the other one is I choose to accept myself because until you get to that weight that you really want, you gotta accept yourself along the way. Okay. So I choose to accept myself. I feel accepting, and I am acceptable. They come hand in hand, the left and right. Does
1: and that you make know, sense? That you I want to share something. Not every man wants some woman wearing a size four.
5: I can remember when I was
1: in college and I was down in Indiana and I met this guy. Amen. He was supposed to take me to the movie and stuff. He said, Marsha, you're so cute, but I can't take you home, girl, because you're too skinny. My mama throwing you out with the bones, you know, kind of thing. And I've met women who are plus size, who are beautiful. And they walk in that beauty, that inner beauty and outer beauty of who they are. And that mm-hmm. attracts people. When they, when you have that radiance around you and inside mm-hmm. of you,
2: it attracts people to you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I receive that. So I'm, I'm excited for you, Tammy. So I really want to hear what happens, so I'm excited for you. I will. I will. Thank you, Chef Al. Like I said, I've never really – I love this call. I, I mean, I am so grateful, and I feel like the whole world needs to <laughs> be listening to this, Marcia, just because she brings on guests like you who – like when you said that, I had an aha moment. Like everything, every disease, every disease that we're experiencing is connected to our emotions, our thoughts, Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever makes that connection. Instead, they want to give you a pill. They want to, They want you to run a treadmill for hours. Like, they treat the symptoms, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. they never, ever
0: really treat the, the
2: problem. Yes. There was a woman, and I want this to encourage you. She was well over 280 pounds, um, client that I work with. And she said, and this was her subconscious programming. She said, I never get below 200. Uh, I said, really? Well, we changed the food. We put her on exercise. We told her to go to bed. We we had her drinking clear, you know, good water. Everything was working. She was dropping, 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 just getting down. And she got to 199. Do you hear me? And I was like, well, I said, you're below 200. And I worked with her for over six months. And she said, I never get under 200. I said, well, you made it. Now, because at that time I did not know the emotional connection, I was only dealing with her physical. So just what I was telling her to do for her physical body was working, and she was dropping the weight, okay? 199. Mm -hmm. The next consultation, we would talk on the phone once a week. I couldn't find her for two weeks. And I was like, uh uh-oh. I couldn't. Finally called her, we finally connected, and she cried, I cried, and I said, what happened? She said, well, remember I told you i never get under 200? And I said, yeah. She said, well, I have been binging, and she listed all this candy she has been eating for the last two weeks. And my heart was shattered because she was doing it. She was just sailing. Flying through it, right? Every time I talked to her a pound here, a pound and a half here, it was just melting. And she sabotaged herself because of her thoughts. She had been told she was fat ever since she was a kid. And I know that word is not politically correct, but that's what she said. She said, I've been told I was fat since I was a kid. Oh, you're just the chubby one. Oh, you're you're not Mm going to fit through that swing because you're a little chunky. Or don't give her any extra bread because she doesn't need any, right? So that's all she was programmed to hear. And so, therefore, she got to 199 and went on a binge and went back to, like, 210, 215. And I thought I had lost the battle with her. I really did. And out of that situation was birthed what I do right now. I said, there's got to be more. And I realized that it was her own sabotage, her own thoughts, her own emotions. So right now, she is beautiful, and she has lost the weight. Amen. And that's your story as well. That is your story. Amen.
5: That's true. That's true. Thank you for for being on this call. You're welcome. All right, we're, Go. going to,
1: we're going to take a break right now. Letitia will be right back. I want to remind our listening audience, you on the D-Hour Network. For your help, with Marcia Thaddeuson and Letitia Jones. Patricia Jones. I just want to remind our listening audience to all the people listening on for your health program. This radio show uh, advice is information only and with information and education. It should not be construed as offering advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injury, condition or preventing any health problem. The listening audience should consult with your licensed practitioner and your doctor, for proper diagnosis and treatment. I just want to remind, to our listening audience that this show is to bring health and nutrition to us. Um, we know, as Letitia mentioned earlier, a lot of people do not have jobs. They're stressing over their jobs. They don't have health insurance. And I truly believe God has already given us what we need and going back to his table and going back to his mm-hmm. emotional peace that we can find that peace. Inwardly and outwardly to be in better health. And so we've had great guests on the previous blog talk show uh, for your health. Please take time to listen because they give you great advice about food, nutrition, and how to make food your medicine. Letitia, what else do you want to share with us about this emotional healing, the, this, um, our emotional connection to sickness, especially during the coronavirus time?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, um, a lot of times when we're going through crisis, the key word is through and we're trying to get to the other side of it. We're so busy trying to get to the other side and get to the Mm -hmm. horizon until we we don't pause enough. Um, I remember um, when I was going through a health challenge and I was just kind of praying and reading through my Bible and stuff, and I remember reading about the children of Israel when they were uh expelled from the land they were taken out of the promised land right sat there and I read it, and I read it, and I was like, You know what when we're not walking in divine health, we're not walking in our you know divine wealth and all the the gifts that Father has given us to walk in in this life um there's there's something wrong, so I remember sitting one day and looking, and I said, wait a minute. They were supposed to have six days of working and one day of rest. So you already know where I'm going with this, right?
1: Yes, ma'am. And I
2: sat there and I calculated. I pulled out my calculator. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. How many years were they put in exile? And I looked at the number of years that they were put in exile, and it equaled to the T how many Sabbaths. They did not give the land a rest. So mm-hmm. here's what we do as humans, right? We work both end of the candle. You know, we're stressing. We're living out, we're living large. We're doing the things. We're trying to get things done. We have emotional stuff. We don't take the time to pause and deal with um, mindsets that need to be torn down and rebuilt with, pos- with positive mindset or correct or true mindset, right? And what I noticed mm-hmm. was. People were living out their lives on both ends of the candle, just burning it. But when they hit about 35 for me, 40 for some, 50 for some, they hit the wall. And it's like, bam, you get that first diagnosis. That is a life changer, okay? And it's a downward spiral from there. And this is something Father downloaded to me. He said it's because my people will not give their bodies just like the land, a Sabbath rest. So what mm-hmm. happens is we work seven days instead of six, and we don't give ourselves that full 24 hours to recharge, and so it becomes a cumulative effect, and we end up being sick or we have this ease So even during this coronavirus, it is making all of us stay still, which is actually a good thing. We are not mm-hmm. running around like we used to. We're not at this ball game, this party, this park, this pizza restaurant. We're sitting still. Now, some people will use that for instruction, which means they will sit and learn, and some will use it for destruction. So here's my question. Which one will you be when we come through what is known as COVID-19, coronavirus, or man-made or God-made, whatever your views on that. The controversy behind all of it. What will you be on the other side of it?
1: Yeah, that's powerful. And you know, we have so many young people um, because of um, burning candle on both ends, the food we're eating. Mm-hmm. The disease and stuff is hitting a lot younger, too, because I'm meeting a lot of young people oh, yeah. who are having knee replacement, hip replacement in their 30s. Um, mm. Mental illness. I'm just I, I remember before. when I was they growing 20.
2: up. My, I, I remember when I was growing up, my grandmother, I said one day, I said, My back is hurting. She said, Honey, you don't even have a back yet. You still have a gristle. <laughs> and so, why are we having. Replacements, hip replace. They don't even have real hips yet. I mean, you're too <laughs> young. And the bones haven't set. Oh, yeah.
1: So that was crazy. Yeah, but and you know, is the crazy. sad things about I'm meeting young people, with, a young boy has testicle cancer. Um, um, oh, my God. replacement. Yes, and I'm thinking, and that's the second one I've known that's in their 20s having this. And so mm. I know what's going on you know, from a spiritual, emotional, and an mm-hmm. economic reason. And then our body, what we're putting in our body, this temple, this body is a temple. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it needs to rest. And we don't give it that spiritual mm-hmm. rest. We've been disconnected from that. And, you know, we get ready to come up on the Sabbath uh, year when the land is supposed to rest. And we don't do that either. Mm-hmm. So but it's, it's, it's important uh, for us to give our body that rest in the mind and body. And bringing that alignment, you say, those emotional alignments about who you are and taking a look at each, at yourself and forgiving others. That's the power of forgiveness is so, before anything else, that cleaning that junk out. So, you and that mm-hmm. junk of unforgiveness and lying or whatever spirit that's in there, it has to be cleaned out. Your, your body is a temple okay. and it has to be cleaned. And we, and disease mm. starts in the gut. And you think, right in the center, of that gut is your emotions, your feelings. You feel it right mm-hmm. there. So that is
2: so mm-hmm. important to
1: mm-hmm. have to clean. Mm.
2: Wow, um, you just reminded me of something. I, I about three years ago in 2017. And you would think I'm, I'm the healer here. You know, I should have this all down. And I do. I lead people through this process all the time, but I still have to do my own check in, um, heal thyself. So I have to make sure that I'm still working on myself, even though I know what causes this. Um, about three years ago, in 2007, I had an abscess. And you remember this because you helped me through this. I Girl, tried yeah. everything. And I had an abscess not on one tooth, but two. And I thought, uh uh-uh, uh, you know. I'm always flossing and going to the dentist and taking care of my teeth. What is going on with this abscess, right? So it was huge. I was in Texas at the time, and I had to fly on a plane. And when you're up in the air and that air pressure, it made this abscess <laughs> even worse. And yep. I, yep. I was out of town. Yep. I had to do emergency dental um, procedure, and it was horrible trying to fly back with all this medicine in your body. And it was just crazy. And I got back, and I was laying on the floor. I was like, Father, tell me, talk to me. What is going on? Um, Miss Healthy has an an abscess. What's the problem here? So as I laid there, um, I went to the dentist once I got back um, to Georgia. And they checked the tooth and said, okay, we're going to have to remove it. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. I came here with all my teeth. I want to leave with all my teeth. So I was real stubborn. And it started to build bacteria underneath my gum. And so they said if the bacteria spreads, it's going to be um, throughout your entire body and every organ of your body. So in 2017, I had a choice on whether I would get busy living or go ahead and meet my king, okay? And I remember laying in the floor crying, I'm not ready to die, you know, and, you know, All this because I wanted to save a tooth, right? Everybody else was like, just get the tooth pulled, right? But it was a little bit deeper than that. It wasn't just a matter of the tooth. And I looked up abscess tooth one day, and I think I wept for hours because Father showed me my heart. And when he shows you your heart, you have to deal with it. And so I looked up abscess, and abscess is seething, unresolved hurt wanting revenge, festering feelings, being stagnant, and holding on to old concepts. Sadly, that was me. That's how I know you can be living a life out here, and deep down inside there's one thing you haven't dealt with, and what did it do? It turned into an abscess. And I decided, laying in that floor, that I was going to forgive. And this person had been in my life for over 30 years, and a lot, of, it, a lot of things had hurt that I had just packed and shoved under the carpet and put up with. And it turned out that my life was on the line because I would not let it go. And so an abscess is mm-hmm. seething anger that you will not speak. So for the first time, I opened my mouth, and I just let it fly. It was like, I'm upset about this, and you treat me like this, and I'm not putting up with this. And all of a sudden, it was like a weight lifted off of me. And as you can see, three years later, I'm still here. I did not um, go into the full blood poisoning, of course. Um, I had 90 days of intense go to the dentist, go fix this, detox the body, cleanse the body. So I had to work on the physical and the emotional and the mental all at one time because I let this one thing because I felt like I could hold on to that hurt and because this person was in my life on a daily basis the hurt was every day so I had to release them release them back to the father and I had to choose to live and I remember doing this same process on myself that I lead everybody else through it was my turn okay okay I laid in that floor, and I said, Father, I choose to live. I choose to let go of all of the anger and the revenge and all of the things I think they deserve. I choose to live. I feel every bit of poison just oozing out of my body and onto this floor because it no longer is necessary. And I am full of life now. And all the bacteria that's there was It it, it was designed to kill me. And I said, I breathe in your oxygen in your life. Oxygenate every cell. And Mm -hmm. guess what? No more bacteria. Mm -hmm. The abscess started to go down on its own. And over a process of just every day reminding myself, I will will not hold on to anger anymore. And so what I learned a step further is I thank the anger. It was like, I thank you for showing up in my life, and causing this manifestation because I never would have known that all of this was in my heart. One of the practices is just thank the disease for being there because it caused you to deal with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know,
1: speaking of anger, I just recently found out. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, this is where I originally uh, was raised. And um, mm-hmm. my ex-husband, um uh, ran across him and some family member And I wanted to see one of his aunts I hadn't seen in years. And, mm-hmm. said, oh, is she available? Because, you know, she's getting up in age. And he said to my daughter, well, she don't want to see you because she's mad about something you did when, she, when I was married to you. I, said, I ain't been married to you for oh my years. God. She, she, she held on to something for 30 years. Wow. And I went for a walk. Because I really admired this woman. I liked her, and I couldn't think of anything I had said or done to offend her because she was one of my favorite, favorite uh, aunts on his side of the family. And I'm thinking, okay, he held on for something for 38 years. I said, okay, she got it. I don't. The whole, her holding on is like she's digging her own grave for something that I have no clue what's going on. I had no clue. Never. I was taken back, mm-hmm. and, but I said, okay, Lord, I says, um, I forgive her for not wanting to see me. but That's no problem. I says, but you have to my, uh, bring me to my attention what I did to offend her because I have no clue what it is. But I said, 38 years, he's he, he married again, got another wife, and everybody else is going on about their business. <laughs> but how people, and she feels especially stuck. when you and wait a minute, especially when you get old, you in your eighties and you getting up there, and you got one. We all got, cause nobody know when they're gonna leave. May have one foot here and one foot the grave, and you hold it on to anger and resentment and stuff. I can't do it. So I just ask the Lord, whoever mm-hmm. I've been or done, I ask for forgiveness, and I'm gonna keep it moving, and I am mm-hmm. you to love. I'm gonna walk in love, walk in and sharing and loving and teaching people because I'm a sharer because once I get something, I want to share. And that was the purpose for For Your Health and Yesterday's Kitchen for Today because when I start learning these things, and Letitia's one too because we've done workshops together because a lot of mm-hmm. times people, when you're in a sick mode, you have to go something raw. I mean, go raw, go natural so your body can heal. But as you're coming out, then I hey show you how to do the bone broth, how me show you how to do the fermented foods and other stuff that's still processed of healing your gut, but like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not vegetarian, I'm vegan, I just want to eat what's real and show you how that's done, mm-hmm. but one thing I'm learning, mm-hmm. even eating the right food, but unforgiveness from a spiritual side mm-hmm. and not being able to address that is also a, like a poison, it's, it's killing you from the inside, and people You've seen some of the people who are vegetarians and the best of health, and all of a sudden they get a disease. It's because some emotional tragedy or some emotional self they can't let go of, and that's very, very powerful. And the tongue, the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. There's a little book that I read called Hung by the Tongue, and more people are hanging themselves mm-hmm. by the tongue on forgiveness and, and the words they speak. And you told Tammy to look in that mirror and look at herself. And a lot of times we don't like mm-hmm. to look in the mirror. I know I don't like to look in the mirror because, you know, we all look at ourselves. We can always find some flaws or something that we're going to criticize our bodies for. But mm-hmm. being able to love yourself and knowing this is who I am,
0: see who mm-hmm. you are for
1: what you are at that moment. And because you can't try to mm-hmm. look at someone else wishing you were that person, it ain't going to work. It's not mm-hmm. going to work that way. Mm-hmm.
5: So, yeah. But, I, I remember, remember about. No, go ahead. No, no, I want you
1: to
2: share that. I just want to share that. Go ahead and share what you want to say. Well, one of the things that I do want to do is tell people how to get out of the hole because a lot of times we talk about the problem, and we've touched on the solution, but I just want to offer, first of all, my phone number and my email address. It is hard to reach me these days because there are a lot of sick people out there, but – Email or text me is the best way. If you, one of the things I want to offer the people who are listening is a complimentary consultation. Why? Because on a private consultation, that's when I can dig a little deeper and find out what's going on with you, and then there's a personalized protocol to help you to overcome whatever the challenge is. Um, so it's a little bit more than what we've shared here, but you know, with the limit of time, I wanted to make sure that I just kind of shared with how to deal with the problem, how to face, first of all, and then let's go into the solution. But one of the things that, as we've talked tonight, you've reminded me of, Marsha, is I am not who I was yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Um, Just looking back over where I've come from and what I've had to deal with, but all of us have something that we need to deal with on a daily basis or there's no purpose for continuing to be here because you've already attained you've already attained the highest level of godliness so it's time for you to go home complete your assignment and go home but for those of us who are stuck and need to stay a little longer (laughs) um, deal with the emotions deal with the thought patterns and of course um, the eating and exercise all those things everybody else always deals with but now we got to go a little deeper. So I'm going to give my phone number and my email address. I that this could probably probably get me in trouble because it's going to blow up now. Um but <laughs> the phone number is uh 678 956 1729. It actually spells 1 raw r a w. So 678 956 the number 1 the word RAW, R-A-W. And if you are interested in that one-on-one consultation, consultation, just give me a call and we'll schedule that for you. Um, I just want to be a blessing because I've had to walk through this and learn this the hard way. And I know why. It's because the teacher must be taught. And so after I'm taught, then, of course, I want to go out and share and help to release and to set others free. And then uh, my email address, which is pretty simple, is Rossum. It's my company name, which is R-A-W, S as in Sam, O-M-E, Rossum Foods, F-O-O-D-S, Inc, I-N-C, at Comcast.net. So either one of those, you can contact me and say, hey, I want to do a consultation. And the consultation, I've done them for one hour. But if I felt like the person needed it right then on the spot, one guy, bless his heart, we were on the phone five hours. That's because he needed it, and it was a crisis. And Father was gracious, and I had the time, and he had the time, and we dealt with what was going on in his heart. So I just want to extend that to anyone that's listening and to let you know that um, your greatest wealth is your health. And when we are young, this is what I used to always quote at the end of the classes I did with Marsha, when you are young, you expend your health to get wealth. But when you are old, you spend all of your wealth to regain your health. So my thing is, why not have both? Why not have both?
1: I agree. We can have both, too. Mm
2: -hmm. We can it all on medicine and therapy when we get older.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and these pharmaceutical drugs are very, very expensive. And uh, and we don't want to need to be able to do that. And like a lot of people don't have health insurance. So let's make our health. Let's work on it now while we're young and more healthier so we will have to take care of it when we're old. Because, you know, hey, we want yeah. to do this. I want to get basically I would tell people I want to I wanted to live out my grandmother year. She lived the hundred and five, and she was moving and shaking. you know um she didn't even help moving around, but you know she said, "I'm tired and I'm ready to go home now." so she went home mm-hmm. and she made mm-hmm. that choice she made that choice. she spoke it, and she made that choice, and that's where she went and power that's mm-hmm. so powerful because
2: because words are powerful, yes. Yes. yes, you choose when you're going to leave. I really, truly believe that. Every person I've encountered, um, Father is gracious. He always gives me a discernment, and if that person has chosen to leave the planet, he will not give me permission to work with them. It has saved me so many heartaches because I I would have taken it personal, thinking what else could I have done to help them. But every single time I'll get a check in my spirit, and it's like, mm-mm, this person, they're telling me they want to live. But in my spirit, it's like, mm, they decided to go on, you know. And every single time they go ahead and transition. Yep, every time. So up to wow. this point, I've never had a client that died when when I was working with them.
1: Wow. So,
2: again, give your number out. And I truly, truly appreciate you,
1: Letitia. I know we're going to be doing some stuff again. Uh, I just redid the website and we'll get ready to do some other things. And, you know, maybe we should do a Zoom um, presentation for people. What about something like that? Would you be up for that, little kiddo? Oh,
2: that sounds good. You mean to tell me now we have to go to Zoom? <laughs> well, we you have know, to be right six now, feet so apart. People, and yeah,
3: like yeah. so many people.
1: Everybody's so scared of connecting, and, you know, you're only supposed to be so many feet apart and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking a Zoom party would be great for us to do something
2: like that. What's call a Zoom, Zoom should, party?
1: Yeah, Zoom party. I love it. Yep.
2: Well, well, well. Okay, I'll come to the Zoom party. That is so funny. <laughs> um, yes. Zoom if anybody were to party. see me out in public, they would probably think I'm a rebel. But I re- rarely wear a mask unless they make me wear one because yep. I gotta go in a store and yep. they tell me to put it on. Um, because it decreases the level of oxygen that's in your body, Hello. and when the cells are Hello. oxygenated, yes. they can actually fight yes. disease better. To me, it's a master plot. You've got us indoors where there's no sunshine. You've got us indoors okay. and now our emotions. We've got the cabin fever and the cuckoo. Yeah. But you've got the 5G outside waiting on us when we step outside okay. with our new 5G phone. So I rarely wear a mask. I walk barefoot a lot because I like to be grounded. Um, I'm kind of a rebel when it comes to health. And yeah. so, yeah, I, so I'm glad we can and do a Zoom saying- party, but I will not be wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I only put one on with someone. I I don't want to offend no one. I'm talking to them, and they're all nervous. But other than that, I would not. Because I kept telling my daughter,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I cannot. This, My spirit, it bothers my spirit to put that mask. And I know it weakens your immune system. So I tell people, let's build up your immune system so your body can do what Mm -hmm. it's designed to do, fight for you. Because mm-hmm. this disease, or well, this coronavirus, is attacking people with weak immune systems. Lorraine Day was on my show. She said that. Natasha Kimmel-McBride says this, And I, these are two well-known doctors that I truly, truly respect. And I know I feel mm-hmm. great because I do take my probiotics. I do eat my fermented food, And I want to show people, when that's when we're going to be putting something together to show you how to make these foods very simple and easy so your body can get in there and
2: kick butt
1: for You to make sure you stay here, mm-hmm. and stay mm-hmm. alive, and
2: do this for your children. What, too. So, we, yeah, because when you're them. indoors, there's no sunshine, and so that affects the no. immune system as well. So, yeah, and
1: I'm always telling these moms who kids have been sitting indoors watching TV and playing video, they got to get their omega 3s, they got to get some, they got to get out and get some sun. Make sure that because depression mm-hmm. and other issues come in from not doing that and being stuck in the house all the time. So we need to get out. I mm. go out and walk out. Walk. Talking about barefoot. I'm sitting here now. No shoes on my feet. But I'm in the house. So, yeah, <laughs> walk out.
2: But, well, Marcia, I just, I just want to say thank you to you because you're always so gracious, letting people on the show and, and to just share with your audience all the different things that we do and just to help us to walk out our gifting. So thank you. We started this journey together, ma'am. We're going to ride it on out to the sunset, Thelma and Louise. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to ride it all the way out to the end. And it, it just, it's good to have a friend that always wants to drag you to success right along with them. Thank you. I appreciate it. And know that you will always be loved. Yes, you you, my buddy. I love you guys. But, you know, this is
1: just what it's about. I truly believe we are our brother's keeper. And for your help is one where we're looking out for each other and sharing with each other how we can be better in our health, mind, body, and spirit. And that's our mission because we have to look out for each other. So everyone have a blessed, safe week. Letitia, you be blessed, and I thank you guys for being on my show. All right? Never give up. Keep on going. You guys, you guys get this on the same.
0: I love you, Alana So here we go. All right,